Good morning, family. Have you ever watched someone and wondered to yourself, what are they doing? Well, this morning we get to watch Jesus in action and ask ourselves, what is he doing? Are you ready? Let's look at Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 through 28, okay? Hear the word of the Lord. Jesus then left that part of the country and walked the 50 miles to Tyre and Sidon. A woman from Canaan who was living there came to him pleading, Have mercy on me, O Lord, King David's son, for my daughter has a demon within her and it torments her constantly. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to get going, they said, for she is bothering us with all her begging. Then he said to the woman, I was sent to help the Jews, the lost sheep of Israel, not the Gentiles. But she came and worshipped him and pled again, Sir, help me. It doesn't seem right to take bread from the children and throw it to the dogs, he said. Yes, it is, she replied, for even the puppies beneath the table are permitted to eat the crumbs that fall. Woman, Jesus told her, your faith is large and your request is granted. And her daughter was healed right then. This is the word of God for you, the people of God. So we say, thanks be to God. Well, here's a story about a woman who won't take no for an answer. Jesus rewards her faith and her tenacity. It's a great story. But there's something here that jumped out at me the other day. What kind of woman was she? Matthew makes it a point to tell us that she was a Canaanite woman. What does that mean? It means that she was from the land of Canaan. Now, Canaan was another name for the region where Israel settled after their Egyptian slavery. Some people call it the Promised Land. So Canaanite people were non-Jews who lived in the land before the Hebrew people crossed over the Jordan River to make their home there. Now, Canaanites are not the heroes of the story. They're not the stars of the show. They're the enemy in most of the Old Testament. Why? Well, do you remember Noah, the guy who built the ark? According to the book of Genesis, after the great flood, Noah became a farmer and planted a vineyard. Then he made some wine, and then he got drunk. One of his sons, the man named Ham, entered Noah's tent and saw his father drunk and naked. Ham went and told his two brothers, Dad's drunk and naked in his tent. So the other brothers, Shem and Japheth, grabbed a blanket, entered the tent backwards, and covered up their drunk, naked father. It's a weird story, I know. Well, when Noah dried out, he placed a curse, not on his son Ham, but on one of his grandsons. Can you guess who it was? It was the one named Canaan. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but there it is. Canaan and his people are cursed and they're going to have trouble. Centuries later, as the story goes, the Hebrew children crossed into the promised land, a land called Canaan, and God told them to eliminate all of the Canaanites. And we're told that the Jews understood God's command as an order to kill all the pagans, all the non-Jews. Remember, the Canaanites were their enemies. Now, the only Canaanite who comes off looking good in the Old Testament is a prostitute. Can you believe it? Her name was Rahab, and she lived in the city of Jericho. 
and she helped to hide the Hebrew spies who snuck into that city. Because of her assistance, her life was spared. She was saved, not cursed, not hated, saved. By the way, we'll come back to Rahab in a moment. But for now, let's go back to our gospel story today. A woman, a Canaanite woman, came to Jesus and asked for mercy. She asked for healing. She was the enemy, right? She was unclean. And yet Jesus answered her and healed her daughter. So how do we explain that? Did Jesus not understand scripture? Didn't he know about the Canaanites? Well, we know that wasn't the case. Jesus knew the scriptures very well, right? Of course Jesus knew about the curse of the Canaanites. Of course he knew about the command to kill all the Canaanites. By the way, if the command in the Old Testament was to kill all the Canaanites, why were Canaanites still walking around in the New Testament? Nevertheless, Jesus ignored the scriptural commands and showed mercy to this Canaanite woman. Here's another option. Maybe the story we read this morning isn't true. Maybe Matthew made it up. Maybe Matthew mistakenly mislabeled the woman as a Canaanite. What do you think? Is that a good conclusion to draw? Try this one on for size. Maybe, just maybe, the Old Testament commands are not true. Maybe the story about Noah's curse is just anti-Canaanite propaganda. Is that your conclusion? Or, what if Jesus, in his interaction with this non-Jewish woman, was actually redefining how we should view and treat people? Maybe Jesus was stretching us to reconsider how we view and treat people who don't look like we do, or act like we do, or live the way we live, or love the way we love, or vote the way we vote. Which of those options works best for you? Do you prefer Jesus not understanding scripture? Or do you like the Old Testament or Matthew's story being untrue? Or maybe, just maybe, Jesus is stretching out his arms to embrace everyone and anyone and encouraging us to do the same. Who knows, maybe outsiders like the Canaanites are more than okay in Jesus' book. Well, for what it's worth, I'm going with the third option. I choose to believe that Jesus knew the scriptures and despite that, chose to redefine how we love and treat people. Oh, and by the way, Matthew, whose gospel we're reading today, actually mentions Rahab, the Canaanite woman who rescued the spies in Jericho in his story of the life of Jesus. Did you know that? I told you we'd come back to her. Do you know where her name appears? In the beginning of Matthew's gospel, he listed the genealogy of Jesus. And Rahab the prostitute is one of the great-great-grandmothers of Jesus. Isn't that fabulous? An outsider, a prostitute, is a forerunner of Jesus, the Messiah. So the next time you're quick to dismiss someone, the next time you're tempted to look down on someone, just remember that Jesus loves everyone, no matter what. But maybe it's you. What are the chances that our story today is about you? Here's what I mean. Maybe you're the one feeling left out. Maybe you think you're the outsider and you're afraid that Jesus won't hear your plea for help. Well, I've got some terrific news for you today. No matter what you've done, 
no matter what you've become. Regardless of what people have said and done in the past, Jesus loves you. Don't disqualify yourself. Jesus loves you, and he is ready, willing, and able to help you today. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of David, Son of the living God, have mercy on us. Who is there like you, God of mercy and grace, who loves us as you do, who knows and understands our actions as you do, who hears the thoughts and words of our heart as you do, who knows our joys and sorrows and shares them as you do, who feels the pain we endure and comforts us as you do, who hears as we confess our sins and forgives as you do, who takes the broken heart and makes it whole as you do, who finds a life that's lost and welcomes it home as you do. Who is there like you, God of mercy and grace, who loves us as you do? Help us to love like Jesus and to live like Jesus and to see others the way Jesus sees them. Let us prefer nothing to the love of Christ, and may he bring us all to everlasting life. Forgive us, Father, for getting frustrated. Forgive us for losing hope. Help us to use words of peace. Help us to be safe places for those who are scared, apprehensive, and unsure. Help us to use words that heal. And now using the words debts and debtors, let us pray with boldness the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you appreciated this episode and that you'll share it with someone and leave a good review. By the way, if you have a need or a prayer request, please leave a message in the comments section and then be assured that I will be praying for you and for your need. Now, this week, your job is to love at least three people and make sure at least one of them doesn't deserve it. Why? Because everyone needs love. And everyone needs to know that God loves them, no matter what, right? Remember with Jesus, we always, always, always have hope. Now receive these words of benediction today. May the Lord bless you and protect you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and grant you his peace. Amen? Amen.